It's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we have developers coming on. This has been requested for some time now. So we asked Nadim Ahmed on our team. So Nadim has been a rockstar coach here for a long time, absolutely great guy, has worked with tons of investors all through the GTA with Rockstar here. And we asked him to reach out to one of the developers he works with, Silvergate Homes, and to get their perspective on what they're seeing in the market. These guys do a lot of stuff out in St. Catharines. Their family's been out there for some time. And because we're seeing an explosion and we have been in that area for at least, I guess, six years now, we thought it'd be great to get their perspective on what they're seeing. So they do a couple things. They do new developments, but they also do infill projects and turn single family homes into duplexes and legal second suites. And they also build purpose built student rentals. So I think these guys, uh, they're not used to being on podcast and sharing their story. So uh, it took us a little while to get going, but absolutely great guys. And uh, to, get, to get their perspective, I think is really unique. So Nadim shared some of the stuff he's seeing on the streets and Michael and John Passario of Silvergate Home shared theirs. Very thankful for this. And before we get started, I want to share, if you are listening to this and you also want to get into the real estate game, especially with the central banks printing as much money as they're printing, if you want to get into some hard assets that produce income, you can find them in the GTA. It's a hundred percent possible. You just have to do a little digging. That's what we do every day. So if you want to join the Rockstar Inner Circle membership and work with Rockstar, you can check out all the benefits that you get from the education to the monthly content that we put out exclusively to members. We're actually about to release a brand new app where members are going to get exclusive access to the content through the app as well. So if you want to see all the benefits that Rockstar Inner Circle members get, you can go to www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. That's www.rockstarinnercircle forward slash member. If you use the code YLYT, you'll get a big juicy discount when you join the membership. That's YLYT. And all the membership benefits are listed on that website. That's www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live with, I don't want to mess it up, with John and Mike Passero. Am I saying it right? Yes. Passero is an yes. Italian name. Where is that name from in Italy? Do you know? You better know. You have to know. What part of Italy is that from? Well, southern, so uh, San Roberto, which is Calabria, very yeah, south it. of Italy. Got and uh, and our father's from yeah. Casabagnano, which is... Uh, more central south, I guess. So, yeah. Do you guys ever go over there? We have, yeah. Yes. Oh, do you still have, have family over there? Yeah, we do. Oh, nice. Any vineyards over there? Like even just homemade style, you know, is there some winemaking happening? We have olive orchards. Uh, you have family, all of them? Yeah, that our parents, oh that our mom's family has, yes. So You have uh, olive orchards. Rockstar yeah. trip. We're going. <laughs> 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 Olive, <laughs> olives, are God, to me, are like God's food. Yeah. Olives are, are uh, yeah, that is uh, where, we, uh, where we go to on the coast of Croatia every summer, except for this summer. Um, they grow olives as well. And there was a huge fire two years ago. And we were there while one, one gentleman right, came right next to us, the fire. And uh, it burnt down all his olive trees. Oh, he wow. was distraught. It was all like a bit of his life's work there, yeah, right? It's terrible. Yeah. Just to see him go through that and lose that. But when you terrible. taste olive, like 
clean, pure olive oil. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very different. Very it's different. so different. <laughs> and then I came back here, I think it was like 10 years ago, I discovered like, I knew always the olive oil over there was way better than here. But then I came here and you know, you go to Loblaws or something and you get like the brand and it's even like an Italian brand or a Greek brand or something. Yeah. And you taste it like this. I don't care. This is cut with something. Yes. And uh, now I'm so picky on my olive oil. You have no idea. People here oh, have... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I get crazy yeah. over it. And people think I'm crazy. Nadim, you're <laughs> laughing at me. So Nadim Ahmed is with us as well. Nadim has been... If, if, oh, you've been on the podcast before, but we've been working together for, I feel like... 10 years, I think. A decade, yeah. 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 So um, Nadim somehow met Mike and... who? How did you meet these guys? Let's lay it out. Just, I think, looking to buy a property with some of the Rockstar members and uh, one of their listings. And where, where, was, where was this? Thorold, I think. Yeah, Thorold yeah, actually. Yeah. So you dragged some rock star. I'm, jo- I'm joking <laughs> here because when we started, when we started, we were in Hamilton and we thought we were trying to convince Toronto investors to buy in Hamilton. Yeah. And that was a big enough step like what, yeah. Hamilton, I'm going to buy in Hamilton. And then Nadim starts telling us he meets you guys and he's going down to Thorold and we're like, what are you doing well, down in Thorold? We're, we're, getting, we're getting the same rents for half the price, well, not half the price, a lot less price than Hamilton, right? And they were doing a lot of purpose-built student housing. And, you know, it's... Uh, big demand for that well, was and is that how um you guys started with d- doing student housing we have it so uh we have one division that builds purpose-built uh rental properties this uh, would be for brock brock and niagara college okay got yeah. it and uh i mean you know in the last 10 years especially brock's really grown mm-hmm. uh, i think last year their enrollment was just shy of twenty thousand, and about 50 percent of those students are looking for off campus so there's a big demand for housing and uh and even niagara college i mean they've grown uh, mcmaster i think has a, a campus now downtown st Catharines as well so there's a big student population so what kind of purpose-built housing were you building was it like one house kind of set up for five students four students or was it like a duplex that you're setting up what kind of stuff yeah so originally we were building more um five bedroom with a basement suite um, and then the municipalities, uh, we can have the, um, the licensed dwelling units, mm-hmm. um, uh, Thorold now as well and, and all the municipalities. So, uh, having those, um, having that layout for, um, those two income properties or. So the, the basement could be operated as a legal second suite. So it's kind of like a duplex, I, 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 like a duplex. It's like a duplex for sure. Um, okay. Got it. Got it. And, uh, and then you and your brother, so is that, did you guys start this whole thing together? Well, our, our parents started the business in the uh, early 80s, primarily as custom home builders. So they've been, uh, they started that primarily as single family homes, custom, that sort of thing. And then... Um, Out in Thorold? Actually, the, the first municipal address was Thorold, even though the physical location was St. Catherine. So yes, but an egg region, so... They started doing that. Um, we joined the businesses in the late 80s, early 90s at, in different capacities. Then we just added added uh, businesses to them. So in the early 90s, we started uh, uh, another business that we own called Silverline, which does our infrastructure, foundations, uh, um, environmental work, uh, disposal, tr- trucking, that sort of thing, which complements um uh, the businesses, and then as we uh, progressed, I guess we got into the land development, and uh, and just continued on these the vertical integration, and then got into purpose built rentals and that sort of thing, and now it's into 
property management and uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so it's are, all you guys have come officially crazy. So that first yes. thing that you explained, because <laughs> no, I, I just yeah. know the pain and work in this business. This isn't easy, right? I think I think when. You know, some people have come to Nick and I over the years and like, why don't you guys just start getting, you have all these investors you work with, why don't you start getting into development? And we're like, listen, just pulling off Rockstar for what it is, is a (laughs) full-time effort. Never mind then getting into land development and just the money that you need to acquire the land, can zone the land, convert the land, and then start building on it. Like these are monumental efforts. So for you guys to go through this process is pretty, pretty amazing. It sounds like your parents kind of laid some of the foundation Absolutely, uh, absolutely. But that first business that you outlined, what was that? You said disposable and land. What, what, what was that? So one company handles, like Silverline does, uh, disposal, environmental, infrastructure, so roads, sewers, that sort of thing. Um, it does foundations, both residential, commercial, uh, any type of earthworks, that sort of thing. So it's for, it complements what we do. So not only do we do it for our own internal companies, we do it for... Uh, third-party companies as well so it's a nice uh, it's a nice one-stop shop so if somebody was to walk in and say you know we have this this piece of land we want to put uh, a townhouse on it or several townhouses uh, you know 10 12 units that sort of thing we could walk them right through we have a team that does the land development side not only for ourselves but can be uh, outsourced to others um, and then we'd walk through the process through you know all the municipal hurdles and all the uh, fun stuff that it uh, that's entailed in developing land nowadays and right through to handing somebody a key like Nadim and saying, uh, you know, here's your, your client's key and, uh, and mm-hmm. then we can manage the properties as well. So it's kind right. of, kind of full one-stop one shop, stop. top to bottom. I didn't realize that you yeah. guys were starting at that point. That's, yeah. that's really cool. And then, so h- how do you guys look at things right now? Do you, you mentioned, we briefly before we started recording, you mentioned you have a couple projects either soon to be released or are released. How do you guys look at where you're going to build next? Is that land already acquired like 10 years ago? Or are you buying, you know, some kind of plots of land? Can you just map, without giving away secrets of your next projects or whatever, how do you guys look at that? How's that done? So outside of the purpose-built rental properties, um, the properties that we're purchasing for our uh, single family or or regular developments, we're we're buying on a three to five-year uh, cycle. So we're looking, wh- whatever we're buying today will be developed between three and five years down the road. And that that's um, not only a function of how long it actually takes, but it's also a function of our absorption and, and what we can, we, we can do. So because at the end of the day, if we don't have land to build on, ultimately, yeah. you know, whatever we just described to you, it doesn't work, right? Yeah, you so, need so. like land inventory always I, coming absolutely, ready. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so, what makes the business so tough. It, it, because the economic cycles you're Correct. kind of riding, Correct. the financing of holding that because it's not producing money for you at that stage. Um, that's why I'm saying you guys are crazy. Like, <laughs> but I mean that as a com- I genuinely mean that as a compliment, yes. though, because like that's a, that's a lot to carry. Okay, so you're looking three to five years out, and then, um, then then once you start building, that whole process is what two years? Like once something actually has roads and sewers, then two years from there we can put houses on it and have a development done. Yeah, depending on the phases, uh, scope of the project. Yeah, but essentially our building cycle right now is by the time we actually have a permit. Uh, and and start the physical construction of the building. We're probably we're about eight months right now. It used to be shorter. I mean, COVID didn't help and yeah. that sort of thing. But but 
primarily we're, we're about eight months through the build, depending on the type of home, type of product, and the clientele. But that's kind of our average, what we're working on. So. And before we get into the purpose-built rental stuff, what trends are you guys seeing as developers from buyers? Like, have you noticed anything over the years? Like, I understand prices are going up, so I guess the product's getting smaller, yes. right? There's probably that. But what other stuff that you're seeing? Is that the big one, that just the square footage that people are able to afford to buy is shrinking? Yes, that's the biggest part of it. So they're looking at um, efficient ways of how the house functions or the unit functions. So design's really important now. Um, and, you know, obviously land is a very expensive component of that. So we're trying to ensure that the land component is uh, not only reduced, but whatever we're, we're left with is maximized, right? So it gives a maximum value for, for what they're they're getting in the land components so. and then what are you seeing um all the developments right now that you guys are doing are in the thorold or niagara area in the niagara region niagara yeah. region are yeah. uh, what trends are you seeing in niagara that's kind of shocking because you guys have been doing this a long time yes what what are you seeing in that area that's kind of surprising to you anything going on that's interesting something that comes to mind the reason i'm asking something comes to mind for for me is i've had more people in the last six months tell me they're m- moving from toronto to niagara Absolutely. Are you guys seeing that? Yes, we are. So so what we're seeing is probably a year ago, people come down and say, we're three years away. We're not ready yet. So today they're saying, you know what? We're going to buy now because even though we're working for two, three more years, we can work from home. So we like the fact sure. that we're living in Niagara. It's a better lifestyle. There's so many uh, great things about doing that. So they're making, they're escalating the move by a couple of years. So we've experienced that, which is probably the biggest thing that we're seeing. The second thing we're seeing is people want an opportunity to have a little bit of, um, on some of the properties, they want an opportunity for, you know, my kids are going to live with me a little bit longer. Can we put a separate entrance in for them and make a little bit of a suite for them, that sort of thing? Or, you know, my 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 uh, mother or father is, is with us still and you know we don't want to put them somewhere else and especially if we're moving from Toronto we want them close so c- you know can we accommodate them in the home somehow but still give them some independence so we're looking at stuff like that and we've accommodated that in some of our projects so that seems to be probably the two biggest factors that we're being uh, asked to address so. so much to think about in your yes. business because I'm just thinking then when you release houses and I know real estate's been kind of crazy in the last 10 years and we've probably all benefited from that but when you go and release a new uh, development like you must just be shitting your pants like, <laughs> like because no I'm just thinking because you you have to pick a price point right and you're kind of putting your finger in the wind a little bit to get a sense of what's selling I'm sure you're calling different people <clears> seeing what's selling and then I'm imagining you, lately you've probably been going for higher and higher higher price points and then you're freaking out to see if they sell. No? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's the short answer. Okay. But, 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 and, no, and, but not I, only, and not only that, but your, your cost of material is going up. Like I know yes. now we all know the lumber story. Correct. But cost of material has been going up for 10 years. Yes. So cost of land has been going up. Yes. The, the, the amount of zoning and effort you have to work with with whatever region is, seems to be always a bit of a hassle. But land cost is going up. Material cost is going up. Labor cost, I'd imagine, is going up. It's insane to think about. Like, I'm sure the prices that you've seen in Thorold uh, now, you probably 10 years ago never thought you'd be selling at this price point. Oh, you're 100% correct. So the, the numbers we see now... You know, it's funny, it probably even in the last 36 months, just looking at the, the difference in price points, I mean, you, you know, take a, uh, I'll take a site that we did in uh, Niagara Falls and we started at um, 
probably about four years ago, introduced the product around the 358, 360 mark. And probably by the time we sold out the first phase of that, the pricing was uh, mid fours. So, you know, saw, saw some increases. So today the resales there are selling in the low eights. Wow. So you just look at that and that's only four years. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, never did we think when we launched that product that that would be the price point of the product, but just it's, it's desirable. Uh, the, the, the area is desirable. The product's very good. And it just, you know, it hits a certain market that people are excited about. So it's, it, it's, it's gone well. I always think as a developer of land and a builder, when you see that happen, like, because we've all had that thought, like my first, I bought a Madame home in Mississauga for my uh, my wife and I. She actually tricked me into buying it. I'm very thankful. I wanted to live at home with our parents' house and just save money, but she tricked she tricked me. She was like, I'm out of, listen, we're getting our own house or this marriage isn't going to continue. She didn't actually threaten me like that. I shouldn't say that. But uh, she was good about it. But four bedroom home in Mississauga. I want to say we closed on that in 2002, maybe. I can't remember exactly. And I told the sales guy, somebody has to buy at the top of the market. Because our family history is always that there's big real estate corrections, right? So I'm like, in 2002, so we were buying in the year 2000, prices had already been going up from 1996 so for about four years there. And I bought this thing for a four-bedroom, two-car garage in Mississauga for $268,000. That's unbelievable. And I remember signing the paper. I literally told the guy, I go, look, somebody's going to buy at the top of the market. Might as well be me. <laughs> me we sold it a year later for like $100,000 more, you know? Oh, and I'm like, fantastic. what the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah. So to see Mississauga, and that house now in Mississauga is over a million dollars. Really, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to, But then to see that trickle around the Golden Horseshoe coming all the way to where you guys are yes. is just completely shocking to me. Like it wasn't that many years ago that I, I, I honestly, I didn't even really know where the world was. You know, Mississauga boy always went downtown Toronto, didn't really go to Buffalo much. So I wasn't driving that strip yeah. of the highway. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like we're, all we talk about is Niagara yes, all right. the time. And the GO train, I haven't actually checked in on GO train extensions recently. But you know, when the first GO, and now with COVID, you know, that's, that story's changed a little bit. But when Nadim was out there working with you guys, we started investigating GO train access into St. Catharines yes. because they didn't really have the regular access. Then yeah. it was, I feel like two years ago, two, maybe. Two, yeah, two years ago. Something right? like yeah. that. Um, they came with that first train they, into they Toronto. Moved, they bumped it up. It was supposed to be like four years later. Yeah, that's right. They brought it sooner. And uh, St. Catharines really started getting on the map. And then all of Niagara started getting on the map. And, yes. uh, and now it's funny, it's accelerating again for different reasons, not for the transportation for the Toronto. No. It's more getting a little bit out of Toronto. Sure. And I'm not trying to say everyone's leaving Toronto by any no, means, but no. we are seeing kind of some of that. It's definitely discovered. I mean, there's no question. Niagara has been discovered for a number of reasons, right? Lifestyle, amenities are now there. Um, it offers something different than, you know, Toronto lifestyle does, whether it's the wineries, the, the countryside, the tours, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, on average, if you're buying a home there, you have a little bit more land or, or you, you could, aff- you know, affordability factor probably plays into. So it gives you a little bit more for bang for your buck. So um, I think definitely it's discovered, though, the last couple of years we've seen a, certainly a, a, a surge of people coming in. So. How, and how does your business work? How do you guys forecast l- like uh, material costs and stuff like that? If you're going to do a new project, you have to decide what price you're going to be selling this stuff at. But then you don't know cost of material, what they're going to be between the time of buying the land and selling it. Like a lot of it's a bit of a guessing game, no? <laughs> well, some of it certainly is. Yeah. No but, uh, you know, the one thing we the one thing we do do, Tom, is 
whatever we whatever we um, launch, like if we're launching now, within 12 months, we're, we're closing that product. So we got a, a pretty good uh, idea on controlling costs right. through a 12-month period. So, so that gives us comfort. The land price is the land price. At the end of the day, whether we launch the product today or in three years from today, I think land value, whether it goes up or down, always eventually comes back to a certain number. So we, it's timing of launch, right? So that, that works in our favor. Um, we do obviously, if, if, as we're selling, I mean, if we're seeing price increases coming through, I mean, we adjust pricing as we go. So, uh, okay. And is that why every developer I've dealt with, or, you know, when you release, you release little bits at a time so you can make those prices. That's for that. Yes. I guess that's pretty obvious. I just never really kind of heard it, you know, but that's what's happening. Okay. So we'll release, say we release phase one, we'll release the first section of Mm -hmm. phase one then you know, the second launch of phase one, the third launch of phase one. So it's broken up so we can control our costs through that. So there's so many things that make me crazy because (laughs) when you guys sell phase one, then close and some people close and then they start reselling it and they start reselling for a price that's higher. Like I just would feel like in your shoes that which is sometimes that must just make you kind of furious. (laughs) No, you guys are, or that's just part of the business. You learn to deal with it. I think it's part of the business. Is part of the business. Okay. Um, What about you? You said purpose built rentals. Were you referring to something else other than student rentals? Like, are you doing some? Nadim, did you mention you're well, doing duplexes? Or duplexes, yeah, multi suites. Is this conversions or purposely built like purposely that, brand built. new? Purposely built. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, purpose built. I should have caught on to that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, tell me what. So, what are where are you building those in the same areas? Uh, St. Catharines, Thorold, Welland. We've yeah. got three in Welland right yeah. now. Yeah, three in Welland uh, and a few other sites that are uh, will be starting soon, um, as well as in Thorold. Yeah. And uh, those are you. Buying lots, knocking them down, and yeah, okay, yeah, that's so, how that's working. Yeah, so the redevelopment f- with higher density, so single family home, um, we would redevelop to maybe it, semi or town or something like that. Yeah, got it. And is that process uh, the city of Thorold's open to this for the higher density? They were approving this kind of stuff. Yeah, they they encourage that. They they want to see that density. Okay, and St. Catharines has been more challenging. Is there a reason why? Um, I mean, they they have the same, they all have the same. You want to stay on friends? But they want to say anything? <laughs> on yeah, yeah. But we've heard the same that St. Yeah, Catharines yeah. has been a little yeah. slow, kind of getting some of these approvals yeah. through. So, some of some of the uh, some of the approvals just seem to take a little longer than others, and and uh, we're not sure why. But at the end of the day, yes, uh, some municipalities move a little quicker than others. I guess. It's, and then when you do them, when you convert to, let's say, uh, a second suite or duplex house, then you're doing the property manage. So an investor can buy this thing. You guys are doing the property management on these things. That's right. So the units that we're purchasing, uh, we're providing property management. Um, and mainly because we've built them. If anything happens with, uh, with respect to HVAC or, or any work issues, uh, we can ensure that they're done, uh, repaired efficiently with the trades that uh, you know, built it. So that, that's a big win, I think for the, for the investors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for, uh, other properties, if someone came to us and said, um, you know, we're looking to have a, a second unit added, this is something that we could offer as well. Um, so buying a single family home, if we need a conversion done. Silver, silver gate. So you got, cause I think that, and you guys have that capability to help people with that. Somebody who wants to do a conversion. The reason I'm asking is I feel like there's so much demand for that right now that most of the people I talk to are doing that or just have are bottlenecked up. They can't kind of satisfy that. You guys have a capacity to help people with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you'll do drawings and walk them through the permit process. 
We can, yeah. Okay, wow. We have uh, so between well, the two, you guys, a lot is happening here. Is there more brothers that I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this a bigger family operation? It's a big team. Yeah, I mean, big team. Yeah. And, and our like, sister's involved yeah. with us as yeah. well, so in all fairness. Yeah. Okay. And is this how it's defined? Do you handle more of that side of things, Mike? You do more of the redevelopment of existing properties into duplexes and that kind of stuff? Is that how the I do, works? yes, as well as the property management and w- with our home building company. Well, I'm, I'm involved in all, all companies, yeah, but uh, uh, more so with... Uh, the uh, purpose-built and uh, property management. So where, so you guys have such visibility into to the Niagara region. Where do you think that area is going to be 10 years from now? Like, do you look at the population of Toronto and seeds spilling over there continuing? Like, what, what do you guys feel is going to happen? Give me your thoughts on that area. You're developing land out there. You must have some opinions. Well, we definitely think we'll continue to see um, a, a, an influx of population coming into Niagara region for a number of reasons. We do have land. It is uh, available for development, and it offers something different than most other municipalities of, of people moving outside of GTA, right? So, And I still think affordability. I still think, given the prices have escalated, I think it's still affordable, right? It's reasonable when you compare it to other areas, right? So um, I think the next 10 years we're going to see, uh, especially you mentioned GoTrain, that, that's going to solidify and continue to grow, so that sort of thing. I mean, no one, no one knows how important that'll be getting back and forth, but certainly anyone who came from Toronto still has some connection to Toronto, so they're still going to want to go back and forth. Um, good infrastructure, you know, like I think our, our highways and all that, there, there's room for all that. Um, there's room for uh, um, businesses, like small and large, like Welland has attracted some larger businesses in the last couple of years, so jobs are starting to become more prevalent in the area. Uh, when, when the tourist gets opened up and comes back around. I mean, you know, the casino, the wine industry, uh, all those things are very positive for, for our area. So and at the end of the day, I mean, it's still a good, safe place to live, right? It's it's good communities there. You know, we do have 12 municipalities. I know we always focus on uh, uh, St. Catharines, Thorold, but, you know, there is there is uh, Niagara Falls, Niagara on the Lake. I mean, it's, it's there are 12 municipalities in our area. So it, it is it's and it's a it's a large piece of real estate. right? Yeah, so, I didn't yeah. I never know that yeah. there's 12. I guess yeah. I'm just kind of yeah. ignorant to it all. I must yeah. admit, man, because I, I we have uh, rocks. There's some, some longtime rocks in our circle members from Port Coburn. That's right. And yes. I remember when they first joined up and started working with us. And it was Matt and Gino, GNM Fitness in Port Coburn. <laughs> and uh, they they were telling me they're from Port Coburn. And I'm like, I don't even know, like, where is Port Coburn? <laughs> but uh, you, you drove out there once. No, yeah, no, we, we, we drove out there. But but now we have investors buying in Port Coburn. Yes. And to me, th- this is just the evolution of this area. Like, yeah, I'm yes. th- I, I've been telling everyone for, you know, if you're an invest, if, if your family, you think you want to own rental property as part of your family, this is the last 10-year window that I'm convinced in the Golden Horseshoe you're going to be able to do it with any sort of ease. Even though we all have banking problems, like if an investor wants to buy from you guys, you guys are challenged with putting a good product together and managing it and the whole bit. And then the investor buying is going through the bank qualification process, trying to get their finances in order, the banks tightening the screws on them all the time. So like everybody's yes. fighting battles all over the place to get this done, but I feel like it's worth the battle. And I, and I feel like if you don't buy it now within this decade, this area is going to be done. It's going to be like going, like who is going to Florence, Italy right now and saying, hey, I'm buying a, I'm buying a home just, you know, 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes outside. No, no. Yeah. Like those families own those properties for generations. Correct. Yeah. And I just feel like Toronto, this is our build out moment. 
Yes. Like this is it. Yeah. If you say you have a property in this area of the world 10, 20 years from now, I think people are going to say, whoa, you own in, you know, in the greater Toronto. And I know, I know you guys are not Toronto. I just, I'm using that as the yes. golden horseshoe. Like this is the moment. This is it. And then when you map in the things, the costs of going, uh, how things are going up in St. Catharines, Nadim, I don't know if you know this one, St. Catharines, somebody on our team was there looking at a bungalow and my brother-in-law is interested in particular in buying this particular one. It was listed. This is a three-bedroom bungalow that would have sold five years ago. North St. Catharines. Yeah. yeah. Would have sold probably, I don't know, $350,000 five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was listed for five ninety. dollars about twenty thousand under what they thought the fairless price was on the weekend this past Saturday sold for seven twelve. Wow, wow, seven hundred and twelve thousand. That's one, amazing. One North Saint Catharines. And he uh, said it was beautiful. Uh, like uh, it was all done. It, it was redone inside. It was beautiful. But we're talking seven hundred and twelve thousand. Yeah. Ten years ago in Saint Catharines, we're buying that thing for like two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So we're, if if we extrapolate forward another ten years. Like from 712. So what's that? We tripled that property in St. Catharines in 10 years. Yes. Roughly. I know I'm getting, I'm just kind of using rough numbers. But does that mean in the next 10 years that $700,000 home is going to 1.4 to 2.1 million? Like, and I know, none, no, but I know none of us know that here. Is that, where, is that where these things are going? And, and, and if they are going there, that's what I'm trying to tell people. I'm like, I think you want to own in this area. I think so too, and I think one of the good things I, you know, I mentioned new, and obviously we're we're a big proponent for new, but you know the reality is if if you have an opportunity to buy new product at a reasonable price, and it's it's you know your your maintenance is going to be lower, your operating costs are lower, all those positive things, and it's going to continue to ride the real estate uh, increase wave, right? So uh, the fact that 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 is available there still, I think that's a big plus for us, right? So we're not not you know. We, you're not always going into a reno or that sort of thing. You right. can you can buy new product and, and control those and costs. One, one good thing with but even with prices escalating, the rental numbers are, are there. Uh, you're getting the higher rents up yes. there. Yeah, Mike. What are you seeing on rents? Uh, like, so if you, can you just describe? Do you have one top of mind? Just a property you can describe and what kind of rents they're getting? Just to paint a picture. If someone listening to this is in from that area, just so they understand sure. how that yeah. would work. So the student rentals, I think, uh, on average, you're you know you're. 600 to 700 yeah. is reasonable for a room, correct? Yep. It's, and, and I think we're focusing a lot, doing a lot in the future, yep. uh, doing with en suites because of the new COVID. Uh, yeah, Got everyone, it. Everyone Got it. So own, some so of the student rentals are willing to build. pay higher, higher amounts, so, right? Yeah. So most of the builds, uh, we focus on ensuring that it's either every room has an ensuite or maybe max two people, two rooms to a bedroom, which is a pretty high demand right now. Yeah, got it. I never thought of how that would be high demand, but now yeah. that's high demand for sure. I, I, I think five bedrooms in a home, you know, that's, with, that era is one done. bathroom. I think that's <laughs> yeah. that's going to be yeah. a tougher sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, Nick and I had one because we were renovating the bathrooms. To be fair. But we had like seven operating at a one bathroom temporarily yeah. just because we were upgrading the other bathrooms, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like that era, I think, is kind of yeah. done. Are you guys hearing anything from Brock just on because uh, I think in everyone we're checking with, I think most of my friends were panicked thinking student rentals were done. You know, when, when COVID first hit, I think the calls that we were getting in here were like, oh, my gosh, student rentals done. No one's going to school all online. We saw the reverse of that because my son just uh, went to first year. He's going to Western. A vast majority of his friends, if residence was open, they were saying, see ya. 
I want to go. And the second and third year who do the would move into student rental properties outside campus, they were all going. Did you guys see similar trends like that? We saw the same thing. At the beginning of summer, I think everyone was still trying to, you know, it was hard to predict what September would look like. And um, but July and August, we saw a real big uh, return of the market. And um, and it was strong, but but people were looking. They were they were really looking for a particular type of property, like you know, going back to having an ensuite or or only you know two people sharing. And I think even the re- uh, residences had the same model. So I think each residence was kind of outfitted so that uh, two students max per bathroom type thing, which which I think seems pretty new, reasonable. New homes, yeah. higher ceilings, more windows compared to the older you know '70s built homes, which are not updated. A lot more better option. Students are willing to pay higher rent. And, and and what's the current status? So we're October 2020. Are you seeing any students um, bail on student rentals right now? Is the demand still there for them? What are you guys? I think we, in March, April, yeah. we saw a bit yeah. of a panic. Everybody. Yeah. That was panic. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was straight up so panic. Were also, some releases. investors looking to pick up deals. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Some investors were calling saying, are there blood in the streets? Because I'm ready <laughs> to sure. buy. I'm like, yeah. wow, this is vicious, <laughs> man. Like everyone's just ready to buy pounce, you know? <laughs> yeah. But so uh, just we, working with the clients that I have, I, I think I would say about 95% are, are, are fully leased. Yeah. Which is about normal. Yeah. Which is probably exactly normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And even even this fall, um, you know, after September rolled around, it got a little quiet. But now we're seeing a return again. And part of that, Brock just announced that they were approved for um, allowing foreign students to come, which is big. Um, and, and I think working, you know, being a student from home is tough. I think a lot of students are finding that it's hard to to have that focus. So getting out and having your place, and or being, you know, among other students and being able to focus, I think is uh, is helping a lot. So so we're starting to see a return as well. Um, a lot of inquiries and a lot of people out there um, still looking. Really, eh? And I agree with that because I just like I just see my son. He's on residence and he has to do grocery shopping. He just called me. He's like, "Dad, salami's pretty expensive." Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I go, "Meat." I go, "Good food is expensive. You buy your chips; it's cheap. You want good food because <laughs> we brought him like prosciutto slices." My father, so my father's Croatian. He hangs the prosciuttos in the basement still, right? We were over. My my son was home for uh, Thanksgiving, and my father's he's he's eighty right now and he's dead set on giving Aiden a full prosciutto like hanging from the gold cellar to take back to Western <laughs> it makes I'm sense like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just mind, give him a meat slicer is, he's like, in his mind he he's he was genuinely confused when Aiden was like no you know it's not gonna work I don't know where to hang this thing <laughs> I don't have a good I don't have a dry spot yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah I don't have a dry spot he was telling him about the draft he needs to I don't know he's giving him all these kind of tips on all this kind of stuff and I'm like holy smokes you know so I'm like Aiden just go because he wanted some good food after eating the the residence calf food for a while, he's yes. like, Dad, I'm just going to go to the grocery store. So I'm like, yeah, get this prosciutto, get some salami, get some cheese. And he brought it and he said his roommates there, because there's four, they're in one of those suites style where they yeah. all have their own bedroom yep. yes. and two bathrooms in there. Yep. Yep. And uh, they all started eating his food. I'm like, yeah, this is real food. This isn't some cheap quality food. I should have told him to get some olives and some olive oil and it would be a complete cheese, meat, and olive oil. And what else, what else do you Full need? Full deli bar. A little yeah. wine and we're done there. Yeah. It's been sponsored by Silvergate Niagara over at Western. We have a party go. over there. there but, uh, but to your point, though, I think there's a lot of value in them socializing for sure. Understanding yeah. to just the cost of food, running into problems, time management, 
all of that, I want him, even in this COVID area, go figure that out, learn about that kind of stuff. So it's I can big. see, yeah. 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 That, and just the collaboration, you know, with everyone kind of in that mindset, you know, we're, we've got to get some work done and all that. I, I would say it's distracting to be at your home trying to do that. Totally. Uh, so so I, I think we're seeing that now in the fall. What um, Do you guys have children? John's are in university. Okay. So, so I have one at third year in Guelph and one at fourth year at Western. And uh, exactly what, what Mike was saying. So they, they went up in September specifically because they said it was just, they did summer courses at home and we tried it. Mm-hmm. It is very distracting. There's so, something going on at the mm-hmm. house, right? So uh, when they went back up and again, when we looked for apartments for them, we were very specific on, you know, on suite bedroom, exactly what we're talking that must about. Be weird when someone like you walks in looking around properties, especially some yeah, older student rentals. Yes. Yeah, you're looking around. I can imagine what's going through your uh, head. <laughs> Holy yeah, smokes! Yeah, it was uh, what, interesting. Interesting. The first, trip, the first sure, Hamilton so. student rental Nick and I bought. Actually, second, second student rental we bought. Nick's like Tom. I ran into this old guy. He's selling these properties. This is a good deal. And he showed me the numbers. It's seven bedrooms, three bathrooms, two kitchens. Like this thing, cash flows like crazy it was like fifteen hundred dollars a month this you know we bought this 20 years ago it was cash flowing even then i think we could put down like a five percent down payment or something on this thing and we're like it's still producing fifteen hundred dollars a month i'm like nick this is a buy just buy this thing before this guy changes his mind we close on this thing and we had done a home inspection and about a year later we realized oh damn man it has all this knob and tube wiring the basement bathroom it's a tub an old tub and the shower head is tied to the hvac with a wire closed wire hanger and they have a dehumidifier in there and the extension cord is like around the shower head and like along the HVAC so it doesn't kind of go into the water and I was thinking oh my gosh I go Nick what did we even buy I go now I'm looking at this with a different set of eyes this thing's a piece of garbage and so we had to invest back then. It was a lot of money for us. It was about $10,000 to immediately renovate this bathroom and do some other renovations. But it was our first lesson to like, don't just look at the cash flow on a property. Like everyone who tells me cash flow is king, it, it, there is truth to that. And it's how you survive the real estate market, creating cash flow. But when you buy a property that cash flows, not realizing mm-hmm. that it needs a, a shit ton of renovations to survive, that's just another matter. Yes. Um, but this guy, he sold it to us in about the year 2000 for 250,000. He bought it in the 1970s for 50,000 bucks. It's amazing. 50,000 <laughs> bucks, mid 1970s. And he was kind of laughing. Yeah, I'm going to buy, I'm going to sell this to you suckers. You know, he was kind of saying it in a nice way. Yeah. And it was an interest only mortgage that he had never paid off. Can you believe that? Wow. He, had, he had an interest only mortgage, never paid the thing off. That's amazing. So, uh, but um, j- just on, on, on that note, just on your, on your kids. So they are glad now that they went? Yes. yes. Yeah, got so it. There's no question. So I, I think we'll, we'll see that with Brock and that sort of thing in Niagara. So I, I think everyone's getting comfortable and coming back. And yeah, the, what, what I think will happen, uh, what I'm curious on is the foreign students. How many foreign students are going to return? Because a lot of these universities have kept taking foreign students' money, offering Zoom or yeah. everything online. But now they're saying they're good to return. And I'm just wondering, huh, if the foreign student doesn't have to return, are they going to return? So I'm kind of curious. And I'm assuming they will. I think for so. all the points uh, yeah. we're mentioning, because yeah. I think their, their families probably want them to kind of go and have an experience. And it's a path to citizenship in this country. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, no, there's that. Uh, and, and just getting back to the experience, you know, it's hard. You know, it's hard to be that removed. You know, that campus experience, I think, is a big part of of uh, being away and, and, and being at school. How old are your children? 
Eight and six. Eight and six. You're not there yet. And Nadim, <laughs> your daughter? And she's nine. Yeah, yeah, nine. So you guys have a little ways to go. So what are, what are, what are you, John, what are you telling your kids that are older? Are you having any discussions about like kind of the, the, you know, their future? Because I'm just thinking this is a different world than when you were their age. Yeah, no question. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit long to answer, but certainly, uh, you know, exploring opportunities, talking about, so when you say their future, I mean, I think education, first and foremost, very, very important. And then from that aspect, try a few things, see what you like. But obviously, we always circle back. I mean, our families in real estate, so obviously we want to... Uh, yeah, they got we, a little we, bit of an in there. Yeah, we, you got to produce a lawyer, man. You probably have a lot of legal. <laughs> well, <fees>. fortunately, my <laughs> my uh, oldest is uh, no, going to law school. No at way, some point. Well, that's a huge <laughs> win. I tell Nick all the time. I go, we got to produce a lawyer here, man. We got to get some of these legal fees. Yeah, if any of our lawyers are listening to this, exactly. you know, I'm only half joking. Yeah. <laughs> Same wink, with wink. our lawyers. Wink, <laughs> wink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, but, that would be huge yeah, if you had so, a lawyer in the family yeah. for what your business is. Oh, that's. But you guys are both smiling right now. This is a great. Plan. And then if you produce an accountant, then you're done. Then, then it's the, yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah. golden. We're doing okay. We're working so, on it. We're yeah. working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Got it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think they're just getting such a leg up because of what you guys do. And I mean, um, the insight they're going to get into into the real estate market yes. is just a huge benefit yeah. to them. And I and I, I I'm a, it, it's tough to really articulate to them how much of an advantage that is going to be in their lives, having you guys. Um, but that's going to be big. Yeah, there's no question, and they're already exposed to it. I mean, they understand the value of real estate. I mean, to a, a lesser degree, but understand the importance of getting in, and and that's part of their portfolio and all that important stuff. So there's there's no question. So rental opportunity, all that. So, I haven't yeah. talked to two Italian guys about gold yet, but I can ask them. <laughs> you guys are going to think I'm crazy when I start talking about my gold ideas, but. Um, and then uh, the property management, what can you tell Investors will always ask us, and I don't know what you're prepared to share right now, John, but they'll always ask us about reporting. Do you guys at Silvergate, is it monthly reporting? How is that reporting done? Is there set fees for student rentals versus uh, like a regular family rental? Is there some kind of outline? Because I know people are going to be thinking that, and if they're looking to do property management, because we'll have some rock star um, investors out there who have not purchased through you, but might be looking for property management solutions. So we're offering uh, Rockstar clients get a um, a discounted rate. So you don't have to. Uh, yeah, you're like you guys are both looking at me. Just so you know, there are people here who are listening to this who are not Rockstar clients as well. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, sh- yeah, can you just share generally what what you're charging? Yeah. So that's a six percent um, management year. fee for the first year. Okay. And then um, it's like an introductory just yep. to get started. Yeah. Cool. And um, yeah, and then there's a there's a placement fee. I think seventy five percent placement. Uh, fee for uh, new tenants and that's you know for for the term okay uh, got it and um yeah and aside from that um and then what about reporting how do they get um uh you know what what, what are the updates they're getting on their monthly rent is it monthly reporting email yeah. to them yeah so each month they'll receive a statement that shows uh all accounts been settled and and how much went to them and and that it's a direct deposit to their accounts pretty it's pretty seamless and repairs and maintenance uh because it's you guys i imagine you just yep. handle that in-house all of it correct yeah okay and that's just billed at your current rates it's your in-house rate that's right I imagine. yeah, yeah. okay Okay, got it. And then, what about um, evi- any eviction process? Do you guys like work with a paralegal to handle that? We do. We there's a local paralegal who she's you know probably one of the best that that I've worked with. Cool. And um, um, 
Yeah, so you know, we'll help with that process, taking matters through the tribunal uh, on behalf so, of the client. So, and that process you'll hand off to her, and any fees from that she charges, perhaps, or she is would, that all? Ro- yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a professional contact you have handed sure. off to her, and yeah. she handles that billing. That's right. Okay, yeah. cool. And then, um, Nadim, what are you seeing? What are some of the properties investors have worked with that have liked about their their properties? Is it uh, student rental specifically? The duplex conversions? What trends are you seeing? Uh, student rentals for sure. Uh, like we've done lots of them. Um, again, as I was mentioning, you know, bigger space, higher ceilings, more light, washrooms, access, uh, accessibility locations, but very good. Um, duplexes, we've done a few. Uh, again, same thing, just because they're new. Duplexes, I feel like, is something that investors are. This is the thing going forward, and well, I know they're uh, hard to create. As I was talking to Mike, I said about like single-family homes just are not generating enough income, right? So right. We always yeah. need the second secondary income. To make that work, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity there because, you know, if the house is uh, older than five years, there's uh, there's a lot more leniency on in terms of what what code uh, requirements there would be and things like that. Got it. And just ensuring this proper um, egress and and, uh, fire safety and things like that. But um, but I think there's a lot of opportunities for purchasing um, properties that could have a second year. I don't think you yeah. create enough of them for, for the demand that we could create for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm being serious. I, don't, I, I, believe, I just feel I like there's that. a lot yeah. of investors who would look at a legal, a second suite, duplex, whatever it is, um, because of the income those will create and the demand and the price point you can offer them out for rent mm-hmm. right. is very right. attractive as yeah. well. Um, in Brantford, something shocked us where we had a, a four-level side split type house. You know, a, a kind of a, side, a four-level side split. Rent, converted into a duplex, and each side was rented out for $2,000. I think one side for $2,000, one for $2,100. Wow. That's on a single-family home. Yeah, that's and this is where, to the point that I think it's the next 10 years that you're going to buy property here and own it or not. Like, if you're renting out uh, half of a house in Brantford for $2,000 a month, that's more than my Mississauga four-bedroom home mortgage payment was, you know, 20 years ago. I mean, and incomes haven't kept up with that. You know, the way forward is is really difficult from here for a lot of families. So, so not only are you uh, a nice second suite is producing good housing for people, it works on the investor side and it works at the price point side yeah. too. So, just adding to that, they're they're nice and again as an investor, cash flow. Cash flow, and if you guys are renovating them, then as an investor, I buy it. It's pretty much. I know some of your stuff. Yeah, no, your your duplex stuff's going to be new too. Yes, because yeah. you're. Are you knocking the whole house down and building new? Correct. Yeah, so I as an investor get to walk in for like 15 years. I'm not gonna. I don't know what you would tell people, but for about 15 years, I'm not really having too much to do. That's right. You know, yeah. 15 no year major mark, expenses. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. the roof at that yeah. point. Maybe the furnace. I'm gonna start looking at. But 15 years, I have nothing. This is a great product for investors going forward. This is basically my way of saying, hey, Mike, please create more of these products, man. (laughs) (laughs) These are in demand. Absolutely. uh, Sorry, Nadine, were you going to say something? I was working with an investor recently that uh, we're trying to do a conversion, find a property that they can buy and convert. And then I showed them one of their properties that we're doing well in. Uh, Fully turnkey, renovated, updated, and they say, you know what, Nadim, you're you're right. Let's not go on that path anymore, and let's just buy turnkey for the same price that I would end up with after my my cost. Yeah, I'm not joking. I don't think you know how much demand from Toronto investors would be for Niagara second suites or duplexes. It's insatiable at this point. A lot of people have decided they want to get into real estate as part of their portfolio, 
And, and I think a lot of that comes, I think there's a little bit more consciousness around the idea that the governments are going to print money forever. I think the more people have decided or come to the conclusion like, okay, I get it. You know, it's inbred, it's in, kind of inbred in our family because our family in Croatia lived through hyperinflation in the 1990s. Right. So we kind of have seen that before. Yeah. And because it plays out at a little slower pace here, people don't think it's happening. And we're like, no, no, like this is happening. The way to avoid your financial destruction is owning assets. That's why I talk about gold yeah. a little bit. And lately, more and more about Bitcoin, Bitcoin. that I can't <laughs> stop talking about. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but hard assets like good real estate. And yeah. the reason I think what you're doing specifically with the student rentals um, and the student rentals and the duplex stuff is that income streams to me in the next 10 years are going to be the unicorn that everyone will be after. Because the next 10 years to me is going to be not like the previous 10 years where money is slushing around as easily. And if you can control income streams, you are going to really be a hero and, and in your own life and you'll be very attractive to other people for selling any assets. And the reason for that is a lot of the big money managers that I know that manage pension funds and that kind of thing, they can't find income. Right. The, the bonds are paying nothing, right? They're trying to buy bonds. Maybe they're going to go up in value still, but they're not producing income. And when I tell them that we can buy cash flowing real estate in the Golden Horseshoe in the Niagara region, they get excited. Right. But they can't go and buy a thousand homes. They're not right. going to go to Silvergate and say, hey, get me a thousand of those things. It's just not possible. So it's it's like this weird opportunity. Well, maybe it's possible. John, okay. John's, yeah, John's, like, yeah, John's wait, getting interested wait, in this thing. Give him an offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sell them all. Sure. Um, we got some pension funds that might be interested in that. But, um, but it's almost this moment for the, you know, I don't want to say the little guy or the little girl, but like the individual has a unique opportunity to buy income producing assets that the big players can't get access to because they're not coming to Silvergate for that duplex. Yeah. And it's a really unique moment. I know I get it all crazy about this stuff, but I believe it. I mean, even um, single family rentals, uh, which seems to be very strong right now. And I think part of the reason is people just looking for, for new builds to rent, you know, moving out of the place that they're in, um, especially now with with you know COVID saying okay I want a place that offers uh, you know more bathrooms or this or that or or just a newer place, um, and even single family uh, for purchasing first time home buyers uh, with an ability to have a supplemental income downstairs and that just makes that more huge more manageable and uh, a better opportunity so yeah those mm -hmm. those builds are are yeah they're I think they're a great investment. When, you, when you're doing some of your developments and you're clo you know, a bunch of people are closing on homes, do you ever get concerned that a bunch of investors are buying like 10 or 20 homes on a street and you're not sure what that's going to do? To what goes through your mind there? And then I, we'll, we'll, we'll begin to wrap up here. I'm just curious. Do you have some of those thoughts or is that like the community is going to be what it's going to be? No, certainly in the uh, purpose-built rental, we're not as concerned because that's our focus. But in our, our single-family subdivisions, we're very uh, specific. We'll so, allocate a certain portion and say this is what we we're going to do. We did Canal right? Correct. Yeah. So that was a third. Yeah. And that's what we allotted. And that was, and I think you came back and said you got more. And yeah. we said yeah. that's it. Yeah, because so, you're yeah. trying to protect your 100%. product. Because we've, we've seen subdivisions yeah. with 30, you yeah. know, for lease signs. Yeah. And we didn't want to be in that. Yeah. 
Correct. Yeah. Especially during that absorption yeah. period. Yeah. A couple of years later, it evens all out. Yes. But that initial yes. period when everyone's trying to rent out and that kind of stuff, you Correct. kind of have to manage that totally. Yes. Just, yeah, it's your name, your rep- your image of Absolutely. what you're presenting. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So um, what what's on the go right now? Do you have Silvergate product available right now? So we alluded to it a little bit. Or is yes. it coming? So we have two sites uh, currently. We have one, our, our Village on the 12th site in St. Catharines, which is right off of Martindale Road. So we have a variety of product there. Uh, we're about to launch our, our next uh, our next stage there. So we have, I think, three left in our current stage, and we're launching another s- seven there. In our Legends site, which is in Chippewa, which is right on the uh, Legends golf course, we're um, about, we have 10% left in the, Phase one of the fifty-eight units. We are launching at the end of the, at the end of November. We're launching phase two, which is forty units, and then we're launching uh, in March phase three, which is an additional thirty-two units. So we have a fair bit of product coming up. And the, the product is uh, townhome, single-family, semi. Yes, yeah, so, all of it. So both of it is uh, is uh, we have some semi, primarily uh, condo towns, so bungalows with the opportunity to to uh, finish uh, the basement. In phase two, we're gonna allow a separate entrance. Now the zoning doesn't allow, allow a complete separate uh, um, uh, second s- unit. Yeah, second unit, but it does have that opportunity that we talked about earlier. Hey, my parents would like to move in mm-hmm. or I've got two university kids or that sort of thing. So there's that opportunity, which is great. Those are gonna be huge yeah. demand. And, yeah. and the amenity and the, the location of both both sites are excellent. So I don't think you'll find better truthfully, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, yeah. cool. How did you guys lock up that piece of land? Uh, you know, sometimes yeah, two, uh, two Italian guys, two Italian guys taking some people out for yeah, yeah, making deals happen. Nadim, you're laughing too. What's going on over here? Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> Appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Hey, listen, I just want to say thank you. We haven't really chatted before, yes. and you've been uh, helping out. You know, rock star investors buy property, and you're probably wondering who's this Nadim guy showing up and. Uh, we just want to thank you for all the work you're doing too. Like we know it's painful and we know it's not easy and there's probably problems all over the place and there's definitely complaints that happen. I'm sure with product all the time, it's not uh, when you're in business, you're, you're constantly getting insulted by problems. So we can kind of respect what you do a lot. Um, so it's, it's really cool and pleasure to meet you guys. Oh, thank you. Same. That's great. Yeah, what, yeah, what's, appreciate uh, it. what's the URL? Yeah. How, how do they, is it silver? Silvergatehomes.com. Silver, yeah. Silvergatehomes.com also for the property management. And silvergateproperties.com. Silvergatehomes.com and silvergateproperties.com property management yeah. for the property management. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you can't write down the URLs, if you go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast, so that's www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast, we'll have both of those URLs in the show notes for this episode. And uh, that's it, guys. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bug you guys on olive oil, and afterwards I'll talk to you about some some gold stuff. But uh, that's it. Thank you very Great. much, guys. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank you. So there you have it. It's Tom Kradz again. And just want to thank Nadim Ahmed and Michael and John Passario to come and share their stories. Really love getting different perspectives from people, especially developers who are out there developing the raw land. Really cool to hear their perspective. And if you are listening to this and you want to join the Rockstar Inner Circle membership for yourself, whether it's for the education or to get on the streets and take action, you can check out all the benefits of the membership at www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. And if you use the code YLYT, you'll get a juicy discount when you check out and join the membership. That's www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member and the code YLYT to get a big juicy discount at the checkout. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.